Hi, this is Ken Scott, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. On this episode of Fab Four Free For All, we welcome our special guest, Mitch's Navigation System. <laughs> Don't know her name. Don't know her name. But she's pretty hot. Anyway, welcome to another edition of Fab Four Free For All. I am your moderator for this episode, Tony Truguardo. Joining me, as always, is Rob Leonard in the back seat. Well, you can lean forward, you know. Yeah, I know, bit, but, but you're on the front seat. Yeah. And Tony, I mean, Mitch is in the front seat. But then his name would so be now I- you're, you're, you're talking so loud that you're actually overmodulating, <laughs> even though you're in the back seat. Oh, Okay, so, I'll, I'll try to get close with them. There you go. Yeah. So, and Mitchell? Well, Mitchell Axelrod. There you go. And um, we're not sure whether or not Mitch's air conditioner is a special guest as well. We don't know. We'll find out when we get home. This is one of those road episodes. This is a road episode. An Abbey Road episode. It's an... Oh! It's an Abbey Road episode. We are just um, leaving a uh, listening party. We were asked to. We were invited to by <laughs> our... <laughs> we were asked to leave, yeah. No, we, we were... Um, no, you want to go straight? Straight. straight. Oh. We really are on the road. <laughs> Listeners are like, no, we're really, they're on the road. Yeah, no, we are actually on... Mat- what are we at? 59th and Madison. Yeah, this is not the Beach Boys party. This is not the Beach Boys. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> you'll hear... It, I'm going to have to edit out this wearing, probably. But we were asked by the... Uh, uh, Good folks at Universal. Wonderful folks at Universal to come and be part of the um, listening session, listening session uh, experience for the upcoming multi-disc release of Abbey Road. The uh, can we call it an anniversary package? Really? I mean, are they they don't use it, that, but it, it says anniversary edition on the box. It it does. Okay. We did see the box and yes. we held it in our hands, and it does yes. say anniversary edition. Yes, and it looks very nice. Yeah, and not only did we get to look at the box, but but hot darn, we got to hear some of the contents. So, um, you should tell people what we heard first because we heard a stereo. We didn't hear everything. Right. We no. heard selections from the stereo mix, yeah. so, and then uh, selections from the sessions, and then we heard selections from the Atmos mix. Right. Which, uh, which is a Dolby system. Correct. You're going to want to go out and buy an Atmos. A quarter of a mile. Excuse me. Right turn onto Second Avenue. So, right turn. Into a 57th Street. Yeah. Yeah. So we we heard um, uh, sections of the album. We heard a big piece of the album, though. Really. Yeah. The medley. Um, the side too. The medley, right? And which was amazing. But I think the cool thing about it was that. You know, we also got to speak to some of the principals for a little bit, and I thought that last bit when I was talking to uh, to Mike, who works with Universal, just about the idea of the sonics of what was going on, I think was cool because I went in there with really low expectations because I had heard the version of something that's been on the streaming services, which was kind of the advanced track for this. And I was really disappointed by it. I mean, I told you the other day, I just outright didn't like it. Well, we also should say that uh, Giles did not make it. Yeah, he hurt his Achilles, as everybody knows by now. And so he, we didn't have the advantage of having Giles talk to us, but we are going to interview him, we were told. Yeah. We will get an interview with Giles. But um, I think... Um, Guy did a yeoman's job, though. Oh, absolutely. Guy from uh, Universal UK did a great job. It's, it's just that we've read a couple of comments when I said this morning we'll have a, uh, an initial report afterwards, we read comments saying, you know, well, it's going to be anticlimactic. And yes, it's got to be, as Tony was saying, because 
this was done in eight track. What more could they do to it? It's a great sounding record as it is. But I think, you know, as we'll all tell you, as we watch Jay Walkers go by, that it, it was really good. In general, it was really, really good. Uh, I think everybody will be pleasantly surprised. Listen, it's, is it going to be your go-to? Who knows? Well, I think I think the idea was, that, in my opinion, I think Pepper created what was, in essence, a, quote, better listening experience. Yes. Yes. Whereas with the White Album and Abbey Road, I think what you're really doing is you're creating a different listening experience. I think it's the goal is not to try to better what was there. The, the situation is you're just making different what was there. Also, you want to take advantage of today's technology in a positive way. You know, not just let's fix it because we can or let's add something to it because we can. Right. Let's use it because this adds to what we already have. Right, right. Uh, no, agreed. I would definitely agree with that. But I think... Um, as I said, we probably all went in. I went in definitely with lowered expectations. I don't know how you guys. I went, went in, in hopeful. Yeah, I went in knowing that it's going to be different only because it, there's not as many uh, outtake discs uh, out there. There's not many outtakes as the other ones, and and I think that's if you're expecting it to be like the White Album, it, well, it's not. Well, you don't have it. You definitely don't have an Esher demos. Type right, no, right. Yeah. No yeah. demos. Would that be no. right? Well, there is one demo. There's yes, goodbye, but. Uh, but yeah, the, it is it is a little different. You're right, but you know what? This, that doesn't mean it's bad, or you know, it's going to be disappointing. You know, agreed. So. Yeah. So uh, we were uh, we were ushered into a small room. It was a lovely experience in terms of like literally sitting behind the recording console in a room where obviously those monitor speakers are meant for people to evaluate the mixes that they're doing and whatnot. So we were kind of dropped into a situation that was intended for what we were doing, right, which was right. cool. And Guy did a very presentation sort of about the idea of the, uh, you know, behind the project and what they're doing. Uh, we got a little bit more of an insight into the whole Atmos idea and that it's um, technology that, I mean, you brought up a great point, Mitch, about the technology being a little bit ahead of the curve, but... Because the reason I brought it up was they played it for us and not many of you out there are going to be able to hear it. And that's the problem I have with at least teasing. So I asked every, I asked them, you know, with Pepper, you had a day where you played it for one day in certain theaters around the country. I and, turn ahead onto 2nd Avenue. And would you do this again? And he said they're hoping to. We'll talk about the Atmos. But I think after hearing the Atmos and being teased in such a way, we definitely need to have everybody hear it because it's just that good yeah um, you know what yeah. the atmosphere reminds me of it reminds me of when 5.1 first started and not many people had it but people talked about it and not many people have 5.1 and this is the new thing and it sounds fantastic but you know unfortunately i'm not going to go out and buy us uh however many hundreds of dollars system in order just to hear abby Road. well but, i think the idea too with this is that he was talking about the, something about software that 
I don't know if it's going to be incorporated into some existing hardware and be well, software. I don't know what, yeah, but anyway. Um, Let's talk about what we heard. Yeah, well, okay. If uh, we don't sound as excited, it's because... We're driving. We're dri in the I'm driving well, and trying to figure out where I'm going. So, um, in the city, as you know, we're in New York City right now. And it's a lovely day, but it's still hectic. So, get past that, New York! Get past that, New York! Anyway. Oh, okay. oh there's Yoko. Look at that. Statue of Liberty said a lot. Yeah, so anyway... Tony, let's tell them what we've heard. Well, let's tell them what we've heard. Well, first, Mitchell began our uh, our experience by inquiring about the Ballad of John and Yoko. Are oh. we actually going to hear the version where uh, John and Paul are interacting with one another? And and they said no. Uh, no. No, they no, no, no. Actually, we, we are getting take seven, which is uh, a take of Ballad of John and Yoko. But as everybody here knows, or may some, some people know, it's not the take where the, you hear John and Paul talking, saying, can I go here? Yes, yes. the left, it, it says up a roadway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not the one where John says to Paul, come on, Ringo, or whatever, and then George, and Paul says, okay, George, I'll do it. So, it, but they did say that the chatter from take four will be included. Yes. Um, even so. though we're getting technically take seven. So that's kind of really good. We'll get that really cool, what we've always read about, but never... That little interaction that we've been teased with for yeah. how long. Exactly. You know. So and now we'll be able to hear it. So that's kind of cool. And we should say that's not the first time they've done that. So, you know, right. they, they did it on Obla Di Obla Da on the anthology. Right, right. Yeah. right. So well, they, you know, don't be like, oh, it's not pure. Well, right. so what? It doesn't matter. I want to hear it. I, <laughs> I want to hear it. Exactly. And maybe, maybe take four is not a good run through. Exactly. Right. So if they put that on the front of take seven, I don't really care. I, I want to hear that. Well, what we heard so far, um, or what we heard at the event, it started out with Come Together, mm -hmm. which Ringo's bass drum uh, Ringo's just makes your head fall. on this whole thing. Uh, Ring Ringo probably gave them an extra, you know, five dollar bill under the, <laughs> under the console because. Yeah, Giles. <laughs> there you go. Here's a five. Right turn onto Sutton Place South. Sorry. In other words, get on the bloody bridge. Anyway, okay. Wow. So, so the drums, yes. I mean, the drums on everything sounded unbelievable. Yeah, the drums, the drums really were amazing. There were a couple of instances where I felt that the drums were actually mixed, pulled back a little bit. A little bit, and back? I also, no. I yes. also felt like I definitely think so. Yeah, I also felt like the the, the, the harmony vocal, like in a wall or a scumble, was a little lower in the mix than I would have liked. But it doesn't take away from what it is there. You know, look, guys or, and gals, this mix is just like the 2009 remasters. It, it sounded good. It sounded like you're listening through a closed window, and then with the remasters in 2009, you open the window, and it sounded fresh. That's really what I feel like this is, more of like the remix where you're, like, blown away. This really sounds like the window is now open, and you're hearing it very fresh very very fresh and they said you don't want the Beatles to sound old you want the Beatles music to sound fresh yeah so yeah you know now you're gonna hear it and it's gonna sound fresh whether you like it or not do you think it enhances or not that's to everybody's individual ears but this come together started off I mean as soon as it started off with the shoot me you just yeah you know well, yeah, I, my I, mouth open. You didn't really hear shoot me that much, but no, no I thought it was no. actually lower. Yeah. I thought it was too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and again, I don't know if I even finished the thought about the idea of why I went with low perspectives. No, no, it's okay. Uh, low uh, expectations, but I think it's because hearing the streaming version of something that was that kind of you know uh, advanced the album. 
yeah, uh, advance the package um, was was not a good thing. I think hearing that, and we talked about the whole sonic aspect of it and why it is the way it is. The only thing is, as as we said, and we'll talk about it when we hear when we talk about something, which is next. The YouTube clip does not do it justice. No, the YouTube clip, nor does the streaming, and and it right. was explained to us from a sonic standpoint. All right, so here's the deal. Um, come together. We we talked about it a little bit. Something now here it well, is. Hold on, I just wanted to say something oh, about sorry, come together. The whole fade out has yes. different oh different vocals. Oh my and god! Different guitar bits and different and vocals. little vocals just that I was like tiny things that you notice. Yes, because you've heard the song a million billion times, and there's also at the end. It's like hold it. Where's that from? Little talking, that, uh, you know, at the end where they're doing stuff. It's it was really cool. I loved it. I, I thought I, that I, was amazing. I think that's you know. You didn't see a lot of that, the stuff we heard, as much. You would think you might have heard a little more like that, but we didn't. No, but it was definitely in there. No, not yet. 28. 28. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that was cool. Little guitar work. The fading just had so much little nuances that it was so yeah interesting. Yeah, I mean, it that really was, was. That was really kind of uh, nice. You can hear like that. There's a the crunchy guitar has kind of been moved to. Um, like almost ex not extreme to the left, but it's been brought more to the left, a little bit more pronounced. Um, the keyboard presence is very intense. Yeah. Um, the break after the solo just has a clarity to it. After the yes. guitar solo, that break had like a very atmospheric feel to it. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, which was very, very, very cool. Um, so that's come together something. Oh. Yeah. You know, something the, the wow. The keyboards are brought up and the strings. Yep. Are brought up so much. The little and the the strings are just in your face. If you I I really this one you need to listen to in, in headphones. You do. I mean, look Yes, everybody's saying, oh, well, you guys hear it in these incredible rooms with all this... Right, yes. but put a pair of headphones on. You're yeah, absolutely exactly. right. exactly. Put a pair of headphones yeah, on. Yeah, they don't have to be $5,000 headphones. Right. Exactly. Put on a decent pair of headphones. And not and I, we love all of you, but not the damn earbuds. Don't be putting in unless you got $500 earbuds. With the, uh, I don't know. Shut the, up. But, well, no, you do the whole... But the uh, point is... But, no, really, but... No, right. Put on a nice pair of headphones. And listen, be a nice... And it makes a nice sandwich. It's a nice headphone. Because it really... It, it, it deserves it, especially this one. But something was really good. The, the drums, just the power of the... Bah, 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 bah. I, I still felt that the Don't Want to Leave Her Now segments were a little bit blocked off. I felt that they were a little bit... Yeah, I thought that there was like a certain when you got up to the don't want to leave and out that bit. Oh, okay. Um, George's vocal almost has like a like a, a reverb on it almost, and it felt a little a little hemmed in, a little brick wall. Okay. But that's just me. Other than that, sounded great. Here comes the sun came next uh, for us. I, I have to tell you, I almost Holy had, I, I, I had a little moisty. <laughs> it wasn't only the sun that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I wrote? Wow. I wrote, as God intended. No, and you're, and you're right. As you God and George intended. Listen, you're hearing the picking of the, of the acoustic. And then you hear the harmonies come in. And it's almost like you get punched in the chest. Oh, my God. The yeah, the harmonies I will were, say the harmonies wow. on this whole album are just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it shows really what an amazing vocal group this was. Yeah. 
And well, it's and I mean, a lot of it is George in this one in particular. Yes. It's just it's mucho George. Yeah, of course. But it's but not mucho man, mucho. it's it's just you know, the sun 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 segments uh, are are cleaner, very clean, and there's not just too a, clean. No, there's just a certain beauty that's brought out in the sun 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 segment. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Rob. Anything? And here comes the zone. Um, no, but you know something. I, I was thinking about the love soundtrack a little bit when. Because they sort of use that sun, sun, sun part in the love soundtrack, and here it is now, where you know, even though that was, you know, they did it 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, but they redid it a couple of years ago, and I'm wondering if if Giles picked up on anything on those vocals that they sound so good on this song. Uh, interesting. It's, That's it's, interesting. It's it's when, really, I mean. You, you, we sat there. I, my mouth just was gapped well, open. When they did the little darling, the harmonies, uh, uh. I just, it literally like was a punch to the chest. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. That was very interesting. It's amazing that I, this one really said, oh, that was really awesome. Yeah. To me. Yeah. We followed it up with um, Because. Because. Uh, and I, I was as wow. soon as you heard the opening of because we wow. were like you know if, especially after the harmonies on on here comes the sun like, what are they you were ready yeah. yeah you were a little bit ready it but was a know, nice something choice I didn't think because maybe because they did it three times each on the you know the original version yeah I didn't think you noticed the harmonies as much as you did on here comes the sun oh I you do. mean the enhancement the, yeah yeah I, they already did it three times each nine times total right so it it's sort of all there to begin with. But I, it, that's what I thought. I said, okay, we just heard some really fantastic yeah, things yeah, with Here Comes yeah. the Sun. And now because we've already heard it, sort of. It's also and, a slower song. And also we've heard versions where there's no backing vocals, and that, that sort of sits in my head now. The, you know, the version from Love and the version from the anthology. So Well, there's a. I thought that this version had a certain cohesiveness to it. Yeah. Um, that I thought was absolutely gorgeous. There was like an enhancement of the overall cohesiveness in the song. Like the, the 2009 mix was absolutely brilliant, don't get me wrong, but there was just something about the way this one is brought together that, that sounded really exceptional. Right. Um, you Never Give Me Your Money followed. Paul's bass work in that just the blew bass, my mind. Yeah, the bass work is yeah. really um, up there. The song felt you know, even more funky. That's a funky track. I, yeah, I think. but I always there's think little that there's symbols uh, in there, by the way. Yes. I, I couldn't believe yes. the symbols. And also, the vocal is so upfront that... Well, you, you were saying you heard there's this... It's so the emotive now. Emotive, yeah, yeah. It's so emotive that you can hear everything in his vocal now, and it's just unbelievable. It's really so right there and, and I never noticed it you know the vocal's always been good oh of course yeah but, but now the vocal is just so there also I, I don't know if you as a drummer Mitch you, I thought the cymbal work on the song was so much yeah. more noticeable and it, it seemed to go back and forth like just the way it comes in and out yes. the way he played it yeah the cymbals and that's what I said no, I wrote it to in me my I notes. noticed it a lot more yeah and I wrote that in my notes the cymbal work was just Incredible, because well, I, I, I never heard it before. Well, yeah. what I what I felt like too is that somehow there was a way that it was figured out. That, once there was a way. Once there was a way that you could bring out certain instruments. You could sort of bring certain things t to the listener's attention without really bringing them to the fore, without bringing them all the way out. You could still okay. have it so that 
you you were feeling a certain instrument more yeah, right. get it. than you did. But uh, and also too, there was the, the like the tambourine during the one two three four segment was like well, moving about. Uh, which well, was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm it felt like there was a longer fade, but we were was. told there was not. It sounded like it. It definitely did. Definitely sound sounded like, like it. it. And also, there's uh, again a different guitar part, a little tiny bits and pieces. Or different in the fade. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a little bit of the Rock Band mix, because the Rock Band mix goes on a little longer on that song, too. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. That's right. So I, it's definitely a different picking towards the end, so to speak. Just a little... We, obviously, it's another Speaking take. Of picking, Speaking of picking... Speaking of picking, what? The next song. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I was going to say... Oh, um, I was going to say that, that we were talking about the crickets, how they had to go through multiple reels yeah, yeah, to find the correct crickets There are to four use different crickets. Four different cricket sound effects in the EMI... Uh, uh, and they wanted ball. to match it perfectly. Exactly. Well, crickets. one thing that... And I'm not sure if it's because they played the songs back-to-back or if it's back-to-back on the record and that's the way it's going to sound. But because ends, and then it sort of goes into You Give Me Your Money, here it's just a little more dramatically... Longer the gap, at least I thought so. In, a little from bit. Because to you never give me your money, and it actually because the piano open, it begins the song in the, this I think a dramatic way. Yeah. You know, here, here, all of a sudden, you know, this song about leaving, uh, it just starts off very plain, but at the same time, right, it kicks it in. So I don't know. We don't know if it's actually on that the record because some you know. They played us different tracks. Right, so the man just had a pause there yeah. that we don't yeah, know so. about. But if it is, I, I like it, if, it, if that's the case. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it, it, the next thing that we heard was the medley. Uh, yeah. First of um, all, you, you hear <clears throat> the guitar up front and the picking of the guitar. Yes. You hear the guitar picking, and, yeah. and that was... To me, well, you un- hear the attack is the attack. Awesome. Yeah, but there's bongos on this that I I had no clue <laughs> that there were bongos on this song. <laughs> hello, bongo. And, well, that's it. You really are saying hello, bongo, because he's playing them, I guess. And it's but I didn't know they were on there. Here's what got me. You cannot tell me after hearing this. I don't know why it's, it can't be the first time I've ever heard it this way, but it's the first time I ever thought of it. You cannot tell me. When you hear the picking yeah. and the sort of feel for the song, yep. all I could think to myself was, the lunatic is in the grass. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's Sun King definitely I, influenced Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, without yeah, a doubt. There's no way it didn't. It, yeah. it definitely did. You could hear a little bit of like organ stuff after the Everybody's Happy that was like more to the fore. Very nice. It really is. Um, uh, the, but the, the, the bongo work, I mean, I was like, what, what? There's so much in all of these that I didn't hear before. What was weird for me, though, was it, again, about cohesiveness. It felt more like a single song suite than a medley. It's, it felt more like there was it was an attempt to blend it more mm-hmm. to not have because a lot of the jumps like the jump to Polythene Pam the jump were not yeah. as intense they okay. weren't as jarring at, you know um, but anyway Mean Mr. Mustard I just wrote tambourine was fun. Tambourine, I mean, Mr. Mustard. I mean, it's I, always been there. Yeah, it has, there. but not as pronounced. No. No. And also, the other thing I thought of was it sounds even dirtier now, a little bit. To yes. Me, I mean, Mr. Mustard. Yeah, the just, grit. Yeah, it sounds grittier. It's it's 
and maybe because it's not as muddy, even though it's never been muddy, but it's just a different way of hearing it. Yeah. And it sounded a little dirty to me. I mean, you know, well, it helps. It sounded a bit dirty. A little bit dirty. A little bit dirty. Well, it helps. The song is about a dirty person, so it's... it's but now it actually fits. It, there's a better feel of dirtiness. <laughs> it's more... It's become more one and more dirty. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and we got into Paulding Pam. I put down that it felt a bit flat. It, it wasn't as... The, look, the guitar work is much more up front and the drums are much yes. more up front. And the guitar the guitar stings in there are all like much more isolated. Yeah, but, but um, again, it wasn't as noticeable a refresher uh, as the others. Well, when the lead guitar comes in, one thing I did notice, the lead guitar at the end, yeah. he pulled off some of the echo. I'd have to hear it again. Yeah, there was a little bit of echo. It which wasn't like we could say, can we hear that again? Yeah, no, it wasn't, but we will. But, um, we will, yeah. Uh, and by the way, like I said, uh, I'm, we will have a, an interview with Giles. Yeah, absolutely. We, we were promised, so. Um, now it's on tapes. So now it's on tapes, so yeah, there you go. And of course, <laughs> that leads us into She Came In Through The Bathroom Window. Again, I didn't feel as abrupt... A, a crash in, which which is good. I'm not I'm not well, saying that that's a bad thing. I, um, I thought the bass on it was just unbelievable. Holy crap! The bass and uh, yeah, the bass of work on this. But thing, on this one well, in particular, I thought that the drums were mixed down when she came into the bathroom. I, well, I didn't make any notice of, and, and you know, as a drummer, I make notice. But in my notes, I don't have anything about. I, I just wrote harmonies and bass. Yeah, the, the drum work, I felt, was was a little bit um, underplayed. Again, this is not really a criticism. It's just the feel of this version of the mix. That was a little bit of a change. Um, interesting. Really just, I mean, golden slumbers. Oh, God, the vocal. The vocal's in your face. It has and it's to be. Yeah. yeah, but it's so beautiful. And the strings under the Sleep Pretty Darling yes. segment yeah. was gorgeous. Uh. Damn. I thought George's guitar on Golden Slumbers was stuck out a lot. Now, do we yes. go, do we talk about Golden in Slumbers way. in To Carry That Weight? Because I don't know what we're supposed to talk about. Because on this one, you know, Carry That goes into Carry That Weight, obviously. And then it goes into, you know, the reprise of You Never Give right, Me a Pillow, right. whatever. So what do we talk about? Because on the verses where right after Carry, carry That Weight sounds great. And then you hear... The horns and the orchestration and Carry That Weight right. are just unreal on this one and then you hear you know i never give you my number but i thought that the backing vocals, vocals no i thought they were actually a mixed down lower. yeah yep, i wrote yeah. it in my notes i actually have that yeah mixed down a little bit yep which was weird because they mixed up all the harmonies meaning not mixed up mixed up in the mix yeah. everything they played for us was mixed up well maybe and, you're i don't know it's giving that song back to paul a little bit maybe more. i don't know but it was it was a little odd i'd have to hear it again it was just not as prevalent as i would have liked or as i remember it from right you know we always say in drain in, i i think in the brain carry that way right was, yeah was it me because i noticed it on the the atmos mix but not on this i thought ringo's voice was a little mixed down in the chorus me, me too you know but on the atmos i you, you hear it really Really well, nice. because they give that you all first, the space. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you more space I don't know if they, you know, because th to me that's one of the the beautiful things about Carry That Weight is that Ringo, you know, takes the chorus, carries that song. Yeah, he does. He and, does. You could hear, oh, you're gonna carry that weight. You know, it, it, yeah, you know, it, it it fits perfectly. You know. Yeah, but this one is a little mixed down. Yeah, I thought and it was. Maybe it was just to give all the guys equal. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't it know. doesn't matter. It yes. still sounds good, but yes. And then we get to the end. The end. Bye-bye. <laughs> The drums sounded. Oh, don't even. Wow, He's, Mitch is no longer driving the car with his hands. Um, <laughs> wait, sorry. Wait, anyway. What am I driving? Now um, you do. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the drums sounded absolutely amazing. Um, I can't help it. Every time I hear that solo, I have oh, to bang. Paul's. Bass, I mean, bang my finger. Nice. Not, oh, well, okay. nice. Paul's bass attack was was cleaner. Yeah. The guitars are broken out a little more clearly. Well, the, uh, the end gets solo, you know, when they take the two bars each. Yeah. It goes left, right, center, really. Yes, that's exactly uh, it. It does. Which John, is cool. I assume it's, I, think, I assume it's Paul, George, John in the order. Well, it was a good I, thing I to either. do, I think, because the two guitars that sound sonically similar were broken out a little more in terms yeah, they, of space. Yeah, they separated them, and then the third guitar was covered both, and that was more of a, a rhythm thing. So. I forgot to mention, by the way, in Come Together, the first song we talked about, because you guys just talked about the, the panning, the drums are panned yes. in Come Together. I forgot to mention yeah. that, sorry. Because yeah, that's they, very important, because when you're in the room or you're hearing headphones, like they did with Loosing the Sky with Diamonds, they do that with the drums on Come Together, which yeah. is really kind of cool. Um... Oh, and then, of course, you know, after that, we got to hear Her Majesty. They didn't play that. And it's still exactly 17 still seconds. Still exactly 17 seconds. And it was so awesome. <laughs> um, they didn't give us the other note. That's a separate track. I was going to say, no, yes. No, it's one, 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 one note, one, one note. track. It's yeah. one track, one note. Just kidding. Every, you're going to hear, like, track 17, boom. You know that that'll be like, a, I mean, we don't know this, I'm know. joking, but, you know, is that an Someone Easter egg on the, on the 5.1? On oh, the, that uh, would be so yeah. funny if it's just one just track. One track well, just one track, just boom. There's three versions of here. Oh, on the box? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, so okay. we're going to get that. Note. We'll get that out. We'll get that. There was an attempt, and, and we talked at length. Or and I assume it's also on the long melody. Cause oh, yeah, the melody, right. Cut out. Right. It, it was discussed at length about the idea of what ended up on the cutting room floor in terms of things that were brought forth to the Beatles. Essentially, a and lot of... Uh, what's that? And the estates. And the estates, yeah. To, the four to principles. The four principles. And this was, of course, wise on their part. But the, the guys approached the project by saying, okay, let's let's throw a whole bunch of, of sessions in there. And they don't like to use the term outtakes, which we understand. They call it just session tracks. Throw a whole bunch of session tracks in there and see which ones they pick. And there are some that they... Just sonically, they say, even though they might be cool, if they're not sonically good, they don't. They don't even, need to. Be, they don't right. even put them into consideration. Right. Basically, they said they want to give the fan, and they're thinking about us. They don't want us to be cheated by giving us something we've already had. Right. Even though, as as Guy wisely put it, Giles would certainly have done something very different. Yes. With well, those outtakes. So but, you're not going to get the anthology and outtakes of. Right. Um, so no take one have come together. Or, right. But you or do. Stuff but you do get come and get it. Interestingly. But that's. Insane. Stereo. It'll be in stereo. Oh, yeah, on, that's on this. true. Yeah, it's and, right, that's so a good it's point. Not stereo on anthology. Right. That's For whatever a good reason, point. you know, what, what's that about? Right. Right. All right. So, uh, let's talk about some of the outtakes. Oh my God. Oh uh, well, the first one yeah. is the is the, he called it the Billy Preston freak, freak out. out organ. Uh, this is I want your she so heavy, and and there's some I'm not gonna let's not give away the chatter. The chatter is no, we, we really... Have to, what? We have to say it. No, we no, don't. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, no we don't. The we chatter don't. is really the chatter is, very the funny. The chatter is a lot of fun. 
And you know, you everybody always thinks of John as this drugged out heroin guy. No, in, in this chatter, and we won't tell you what it is, but the chatter is very funny yeah. by all the guys on this track. And oh, then, on this track, I'm talking about another chatter. Oh no, on this one. Okay, yes, uh, I, I will mention it on this. Right, one. and and he, you know, the, the, they do instead of the white noise at the end, which was chosen over Billy Preston's freak out organ playing. It was fun and really good, and I thought, you know what? I think it could have even been in the. Uh, I think so. Better than the yeah. white noise, to be honest. Oh, I love the white noise version. I love the synthesizer version. But the white version. noise the version album. doesn't work if if it's this version, and then all of a sudden the immediate silence. Yeah. Yes, so that's, that's true. I think that's, that's true. What John there you go. also was trying to do with that. But this this version, you know, I mean, again, we were talking afterwards about John's respect or lack of lack thereof of his own voice. And, you know, John just never took his, his own voice seriously. He never liked it. He yeah. never liked his own voice. And here, man, just another a riveting vocal performance Raw. by John. Raw as hell. And good. Yeah. And Scratchy, fun. you get a great scream. Um, and don't forget, this is the last song the Beatles ever did together. Oh, that's true, too. I want you. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Thank, you. thank you, Rob. But, but no, but yeah. they also was the first one started for the album. You know, start out Trident in February. Yeah. So yeah. So this right, this is probably a much earlier. I think they mixed. Well, no, this is much earlier. I'm just yeah, saying. Right. But this song in general. What's oh, odd well. is that there are certain guitar shrieks that are going on in the background yeah. during um, Billy's organ parts. And honest to God, I sat there thinking to myself, and I, I don't say this humorously, but is is there are they sneaking Yoko's vocal in there like a little bit? There are these sort of guitar don't scare people sonic things. No, I no, but I'm just know talking what? about from a sh like this is where John starts to go a little. You know, think of his music, Lisa for the plas first Yoko on a plastic Ono band, where his guitar playing was never before or never since that. Right. That, that intense. Yep. Yeah, that like and, and it's again. this this version, yeah, right, you hear things in there, it's like, okay, you know, they could sound like Yoko, but we know it's not. But that's where John is starting to go, and then he's with Yoko. And he and, does it. And yeah, and, and, and even some of the guitar strumming, you know, we've mentioned it before, you know, don't worry, Kyoko might have came out of this song. We know John wrote the music for it. True. Um, it, it, yeah, there's, true. There's definite feel on both of those songs um, that if you can merge them together a little bit, it, it, especially with this version. Actually, if you merge, yep. don't if you merge, don't worry, Kyoko, and wake up little Susie by the Everly Brothers. <laughs> okay, it's well, very interesting. <laughs> anyway, um, wake sorry, up Yoko. wake up little Kyoko. Mommy's only looking for a hand in her Everly Brother. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. Mama's only looking for a hand in an Everly Brother. Ew. <laughs> Which one, Phil or Don? Well, it doesn't matter. Well, let him Phil, in. I guess. Let, let him in. Let him in. Let him in. <laughs> wow. Anyway, all right. So um, right, we just geeked out. <laughs> wow. And we just said. And we just said. Dave Thomas off the road again. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. We love you. You don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, drive safe. Um, it, the follow-up there was Old Brown Shoe. Well, the outtake of the retro. Yes. No. Oh, goodbye. There's, there's, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, goodbye was in the middle there. Um, we heard the, the Paul demo. Of, but you were saying about the chatter with the with George Martin with the um, take four. Uh, yes. Take, yeah. I mean, it's. It's good to hear George Martin's involvement, though. Yeah, he's in, in there. This. I mean, while well, they started the album, they said to George, we'll be good boys, and, and we want you to do it. And he's in there, and it's nice to hear him. Yeah, he's got he's got a presence there. Um, is there anything to say about the Goodbye Demo, really? The Goodbye Demo was really good. I mean, it wasn't anything. It sounds great. It Did sounds you notice the good. tape damage, the same tape damage that's always been there? You had... 
You know, I, I didn't. I mean, you showed it to me on your paper when you were writing it. But you've, you've heard that outtake that uh, on the yes. boots, Rob. Yeah, did I've you notice it. the same? I I thought it was clean. I, I, it does sound when, cleaner. When did, where did you do that? Because it, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, you know, was it done at a EMI session? Like, come and get it. I, I don't, don't think so. Think I so. I, but it sounds too good to be In done at home. Paul's house. Yeah, or George's house, or whoever, was, wherever they might have done it. I don't they, know. they certainly didn't take great care of the tape, though. That's the only thing. Well, the yeah. only thing I would say on. is that when I was listening to it, it made me really feel like that would have been an awesome track on the White Album. Yes, it would have been a great track on the White Album. I would think it would have been out of place on Abbey Road. Me too, but it would have been perfect on the White Album because it sort of sounds like, you know... Ah, but does it sound too much like... Maybe. I will or Blackbird or maybe, that, but it's you know. really good. It, uh, it is good. I love. I look. I that to me is my favorite Mary Hopkins song. It. I like it better than those were the days. Yeah. I just think it's oh, yeah. goodbye. It, it should have been a number one hit. Um, but it, it's it. It was a very. You know, I like to have it included. So that's um, kind of good. Yeah. So it's nice that that's finally on something. Now we go to Old Brown Shoe, um, yeah, which is very a clean vocal. By George. I thought George's vocal was biting in this. Yes, because it wasn't, there were no effects. It's sort of like a demo, but not a demo. It's a studio demo. Um, but it really sounds, it, the take, it, 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 there's no effect on his voice, so it sounds really cool. Who's playing on that? Do we know, Rob, who the band is on that? Well, we, we well, in the, in the, the room? Beatles. No kidding. Um, I, you know, everybody always said it's George on bass. I don't think that's a I, bass. Are you talking about the Is that a bass, though? I think it is, but... You think? I thought it was a double-tracked bass. But Ooh, that's, that's interesting. What, that's what it sounds like. But especially after hearing this. I think Paul's on the piano. Paul is probably not on the piano. I don't think John is on this. Oh, that's one of the... Uh, it may be. I have the, to admit, and if we're wrong, we're wrong. But, but um, I'm not sure he was on it. But even, even if he is, I, maybe he's on the piano. I don't know. But it was a really cool take, which I think was is nice to have. Because he said, Guy did say, anything they did during this time... Um, was fair game. Was, was, was fair, fair game, game to be included. Right. Yeah. So that's why we get Ballard John Yoko, Old Brown Shoe. And this sounded really... I think this sounded nice. The band's work on the If I Grew Up, I'll Be a Saint, that section just is amazing. Yeah, but there's no harmony. It's amazing. No, there's no harmony, which is fine. it's just a take. Yeah. No overdubs and stuff like that. And so. then uh, two more. We heard uh, Octopus's Garden. Oh, what a fun take that was because yeah. Ringo messes up. Yeah. And again, we're not going to tell you what yeah. he says, but it's hysterical. What I, what I love about that is that they always talk about how little Ringo messes up. And he did in and a big way. Messing up. But he and didn't mess he, up on drums. He messed no, up. No, that's on, what I on love. On the singing. Yeah, on the singing, he went to the wrong, wrong, yeah, verse. wrong verse. Right. Yeah, which but is hysterical. But well, he went to the choruses that would have yeah, instead of the verse. But it was very fun. And then what he says afterwards will really make you laugh. Yeah. We're not going to tell you. And then after that, we heard the other track that has been circulating, uh, which is the strings only version of something. Which is beautiful. Which is absolutely gorgeous. You do hear the band leaking through the headphones of bit, the musicians yeah. a little bit. But I said um, it was uh, it was probably George Martin saying, screw you, Paul, for using Mike Leander <laughs> on She's Living Home. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it for George. <laughs> not for you. Because <laughs> you screwed me not, on She's Leaving Home, you bastard. Not for you. Oh. Anyway. That's later on. Um, I love the strings on this. This is a... 
standalone track, even if we didn't know the the history of. Well, the, just like Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's beautiful. I mean, we could play this track. You could play this track on air and not feel right. like you're just playing a weird. Yeah, you know. it, it's. And I'm surprised that you didn't hear something else, like floated in occasionally. You know, the guitar solo or, or I don't know, something different. It reminded me a little bit of, um, like the rock band. Thing on on Abbey Road, I'm, right? Some right. of the things you know, I know some people were, did different mixes. Like I have a thing where it's the strings, the drums, and the guitar. And this is really nice. It's though. very very nice, and, and but hearing it without it is, is nice too. It reminds me a little bit of like uh, Eleanor Rigby, yes, it, uh, from the anthology too. Yeah. Uh, you know what I just said? No, <laughs> no, did you? No, no. Yes, well, I you said that when I read. No, I, I'm sorry. But it's but I'm it's sorry. also got those plinks. So yeah, so I mean this this version with the strings is absolutely gorgeous. And then we were we were <laughs> we were subjected to the Atmos, uh, which right. puts the audience where you want them. You know where the artist wants them to be put. Well, they said that they don't work to the speakers; they work to the space. Yeah, man. And it's it doesn't automatically have to be where you think. The audience should be in the speak, or the sound should be in the speakers. It should be where the audience wants it to be, and where you think the audience wants it to be. And I got to tell you, we had how many speakers above us in this room and around us? Fifteen. Yeah, at least. And I have to tell you, you know, it's a shame that not everybody here is going to get to hear this. But we did ask them a question afterwards about will they play this as a one-time only. As we, I think I talked about at the beginning, yeah, yeah. And, and they said they're working on it. So I'm hoping, just like Pepper, that at least for one day around the country, you'll all be able to go and and it was a free thing last time. So I'm hoping that they will, because this has to be heard. Yeah, it's even really, more it's than really Pepper, brilliant. It's, it's mind blowing. Um, but I like the idea that the quote was puts the audience where. You, well, I'm not quote. I'm not quoting guy. No, no, no. Not allowed to Paraphrasing. quote guy. Paraphrasing guy. They put the audience where you want them to be, but. You're sensitive to the story. I like the way you said that. Yeah. You're sensitive that the person producing needs to remain sensitive to the story that is being told Correct. by the musicians. And I think that was beautifully done. Like, Here Comes the Sun, it was really cool, but then we all caught that orchestral-like little sting. A flourish at the a end. A little of flourish yep, right before, never before. The, the last bit. Never heard it before. And in my life. never heard it before, and it was just like, oh, like the three of us all made a like, what the hell? Yeah, you it, know. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to get to hear that. Yeah. Because, yeah. but it was so good. And I, I, uh, I asked the question. Well, you know, if you wanted the audience to be where you put them, did you want us to be in Ringo's kick drum for, yeah. for the, for the end? And it was absolutely brilliant. The drum solo was insane. You're in the kick drum. It's bizarre. Yeah. Well, we we'll so. get to that because we do. We heard. First we heard Here Comes the Sun. Right. And again, that was just mind-blowing in Atmos. And, and then, then because. Because, oh, because which, of the harmonies. Which I felt, I said to Mike too, I felt like singing along. Because yeah. you feel like you're part of the choir. Well, because it's all over. You know. it's, it's, again, it's around you. It's it's really surrounding Now, how did you feel, Rob? You were sitting slightly right of center. Yeah, I, I, I noticed left. on, well, we're not up to the song yet, so I wanted to. Well, we're oh, just okay. doing, the, we're just oh. taking the medley as oh, a whole piece. Okay, um, you know what? It, I started to lean over to the right speaker that was sort of next to me because I started to hear little things. And I'm like, okay, let me lean over just a little bit more and lean over more. And then it was just a great, you know, I want this setup. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah. We all do, and, yeah. you know, it's, it reminds me when 5.1 first started, it's like, oh, okay. And, and 
this will be in five years where everyone will start having this in their man cave or whatever yeah. what cave they have. Well, Mitch came out with the gray line as we were leaving to turn around to, to Mike or and said, so when we leave, we all get one of these when we go home? Yeah, well, I wish. I wish. But it, so. it's, it's a, there's a really nice sound on it. And uh, we heard it, Mitch and I, when we uh, saw yesterday, they had Hey Jude with the Atmos. And that was really a noticeable feeling. Well, he wasn't sure if it was Atmos, actually. Yeah, Remember at the end, Guy was saying he thought it might have just been surround. Well, but yeah. still, we'd never had Hey Jude in surround anyway. So yeah, that was so cool That was pretty good. I was very, I, I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, and you're right. It's almost too many speakers. And though that might be a problem for people who don't have that, you know, a lot of room for a setup. You right. Know? Right. Because some people have the 5.1 and it's a bar. And it's, you know, it's technically six speakers all next to each other. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> where I mean, it's that, sort of 5.1, but all coming out of one space. Yeah, but, you know, so it depends on what your space situation is, too. This, yeah. this was a nice nice situation we were in, so. Well, that's uh, great. Without a doubt. So I'm looking more forward to it than I was, and I think that's a good thing, because my, well, you know. the other three songs we heard in the Atmos, the Dolby Atmos, was You Never Give Me Your Money, Carry That Weight, and The End. And The yeah. End is the, the, the song, there is a low-level voice saying, love you. Love. Yeah, and, and I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Now, the guy said he guy said it was John. Yeah, but man, it's like that was it, it was almost like it was there as almost like a guide vocal that that left there, but it was good enough guide vocal because John maybe it wasn't guide. guide. Yeah, who knows? So, but it, maybe it, it was just a low harmony. But it, you never heard it before. No, yeah. you didn't. So that was to me. And you won't again. <laughs> well, you, you, well, if we go out and buy my Atmos system, <laughs> yeah, the utmost Atmos. I don't can, think. Can so. we have Mike come in and set it up for us? That's yeah, mm-hmm. that's the other problem. So anyway, so that was that my thing. I really enjoyed the Atmos, and you know, I, I, I'm glad they did a 5.1. I'm glad they did this. This is sort of planning for the future, and and you might as well do it now. And, and I think you come to that point, Rob. It's true. They may as well do it now, partly because Giles's ears are still young. Right, but you um, know what? You're going through the tapes anyway, so why not precisely. do it? Precisely. You know, let's, hell, let's, get right? a, let's get ahead. The, the technology is now there. It's not like when uh, Paul did Tug of War, it was like you know, the first digital mix ever of any album almost. And then he had to go back and remix it, the only one he remixed on his uh, archive series. Right, right. Because so, the technology has changed. Hadn't, yep, hadn't caught up with them yet. Well, I think that sort of gives you you all a kind of taste of what we experienced. It was a good experience. It was definitely a good experience. Well, one thing um, I wanted to say, one thing that uh, Guy said, that Mike Heatley and Kevin Howlett yeah. started this in November of uh, 2018. Right. Listening so, to everything. Yeah. So that means that this moved very quickly. It had to, yeah. This was a quick one. And they also decided not to include... Stuff that was done at, um, during the Let It Be Get Back session, right? Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, none that's of, a lot. even though they practice some of those songs there, they're not part of this. And and you know what? It probably works better. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I agree with that. It, there's a looseness on those tracks, which will sound great in the future. Abby, I mean, Let It Be box, right? If and when that happens, it will. Uh, yeah, I know that, and uh, you know that too. Because there's a movie coming out, right? So. The, if you would like hear like a slow version of like she came in through the bathroom window, eh, a bloody spoon, a bloody spoon, yeah. a bloody spoon. So I think it's a little different. I, I'm glad I'm looking back now and saying okay, I can understand why 
they didn't include that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's really going to be an interesting package when it hits. Like I said, I'm now looking forward to it. And yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I think, think this too. Was, it was fun. So and we appreciate it. Yeah, and we want to thank Universal for inviting us over and, and our friends over there, and, and uh, really thank you. And thank you for tuning in. I've been your moderator for this sort of uh, on-the-road episode of Fab Condensed, Four Pre-Fall. Yeah. And uh, I'm Tony Chiguardo. Joining me as always... Rob Leonard. And Mitch Axelrod. And we'll see you all soon.